Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. Leah Bross. And you're Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins. We did it. Great. <laughs> A weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is rewatching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. You go, Lindsay Schaefer. All right, I will. This week, something very timely. A film about a plague that has befallen us and cut deep into our essentially meaningless days. <laughs> That's right. I'm talking about 2004. Shaun of the Dead. Zombie, zombie, zombie. Okay, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> but yes, there are zombies, though that is an offensive word. It is. We shouldn't say it. There was some sort of incident that occurred. We don't know what because the broadcasters keep getting cut off by Sean changing the channel. (laughs) (laughs) But something happened that essentially allowed the dead to rise. If you were to cut off their head or destroy their brains, you're good to go. But, you know, there are a lot of them. Um, Sean, normal guy, regular guy. Very, very regular. Supposedly 28 or 29 years old. Right. Right. Doesn't look great for that age, but you know, whatever. (laughs) But just living his life, normal existence, and then this plague hits, and now he has to save his mom and his girlfriend, or kind of sort of ex-girlfriend, and his shitty best friend. Oh, no, he's not shitty. Yes, he is. Bullshit. He's fucking shitty. He's He's a shitty best friend. He's great. He's great to watch. He's hilarious, but... He's a shitty fucking person. Let's be real. Ed's a shit show. Anyway, uh, great movie. A uh, horror comedy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, first time I saw it, not 100% clear. <laughs> I am almost certain I did not see this in the theater. I distinctly remember seeing Hot Fuzz in the theater. But I don't think I saw Shaun of the Dead in the theater. I think it was maybe just a little bit after it came out. It came out in 2004, so it would have been like just post-college. I'm certain it was Vicky who I watched it with. But my guess is we probably rented it like right after it came out. Um, because I don't really remember talking about it or hearing people talk about it. It probably, um, I don't, did it make a lot, I feel like it made a lot of money. It did make a decent amount of money. But I don't really remember it being out. And it's entirely possible that I did see it in the theater and I'm just blanking on it. Because I have seen it many, many times since then, too. Um, I can tell you that I loved it from the get-go. That this is the first time that I recall, at least, seeing Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Okay. Um, fell in love with them, mm. for obvious reasons. It was a few years later that I watched Spaced, which... 
of course happened before Shaun of the Dead, but mm. is so good. The the television show. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You never saw it. It's, I so, had, it's really good. This is the only of the Canetto is it Canetto? Cornetto series Cornetto. Yeah. that I have seen. Oh, you haven't seen Hot Fuzz either? I haven't seen Hot Fuzz and I haven't seen is it The World's End? Yeah, and like I saw that but i don't really remember it so it clearly didn't make that big of an impression on me hot fuzz is great okay um, so i should check that out and edgar wright i do enjoy like yeah. scott pilgrim is up there for me yeah yeah for sure um yeah so i mean that's the, the main reason why i chose this movie for this week is because it's october we're coming up on halloween so i was thinking about something that maybe is a little bit more in that vein and that spirit mm-hmm. and i've always loved this movie i don't i'm not super super into zombie films mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe I've ever seen Dawn of the Dead. The only time... You haven't? I don't think so. You haven't seen 2004's Dawn of the Dead. And I know that's not the original, but I don't want to get into that. I love that movie. I don't... I don't It's going on the so. list if you haven't seen it. With Ving Rhames? I, so, I, it had been on television, so I know I've seen bits and pieces of it. I know of it. Oh that's God, the one that Lindsay. was in a mall. You've been holding out on me. Yes. Yeah, I've definitely seen some of it. But... No. And Night of the Living Dead, I never saw it until, uh, what's the show with like the little cartoon guys who make fun of the movies? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Mr. Science Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came to town and did that. So we got to go to the theater and, and see it. So that's the only time that I've ever seen Night of the Living Dead was through Mystery Science Theater, which I, it was still I'm ashamed great. of you. I'm ashamed that you haven't just seen that I just, movie. I just but don't. it's not your genre. You don't, yeah, like, yeah. I, well, it's not even just the genre. It's So when it comes to something like horror, I'm psychological horror is what gets me. Mm-hmm. But zombies never really appealed to me in that same way. Um I will say, like, 28 days later. 28 weeks later? 28 weeks later, too. I love I really yep. love them. And what was the one with Brad Pitt? The uh, World War Z book. Yeah. The book was I actually good too. really, I never read the book. I actually really did like the movie. I know it got panned mm-hmm. for a lot of shit, it's but it was, right. it was good. It's it was interesting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a ride. But there's something about, I, even as a kid, they're thinking about zombies and the, the, the idea of them as moving really slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, I the always, lumber, the moon. yeah, even then I was always like, why would I be afraid of this thing? I'm slow as fuck. And I could outrun a zombie. So why am I supposed to be afraid of these? And I don't know. Like maybe maybe I'm a really violent person and I just think that hitting someone in the head would come naturally. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, give me a baseball bat and I'll be fine. Zombieland? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like it? I haven't seen the second one. Um, I did. I think I did watch this. The first one's way better. No, I, I love yeah. the first one, yeah. But I guess... But that's as an adult, too. I just mean growing up, I never really... Right. Like I... As a kid, would watch werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. I'd be scared, um, like American Werewolf in London, which I don't think you've really seen many of them. I right? haven't seen. You American haven't seen American Werewolf in London. London. I haven't seen Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet's the uh, best. The Howling. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, zombies just were never really my thing, but the comedy aspect of it, and I think that's why Shaun of the Dead works so well. And there are a couple other like comedy zombie movies that they they work well like for Zombieland. me because I already think. Well, yeah, sure, Zombieland too. But I was thinking like. Um, Dead and Breakfast. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen that. So good. It's a musical zombie horror I'll put comedy. It on the list. Um, that works for me because I feel like zombies are made to be made fun of, <laughs> the way that they've been portrayed. Uh, I guess as uh, yeah, the lumbering idiots essentially. They are. I mean, I guess, and I think part- it did it really. Shaun of the Dead does that really well. It yeah. plays on that that Night of the Living Dead kind mm-hmm. of concept, and yeah, it shows the ridiculousness of it. Right. So. 
The thing about zombies, I guess zombie movies that's scary to me, isn't necessarily the zombies. I think it's the apocalyptic piece of it. Mm -hmm. Like, usually it's an end of the world type deal. And that it's your... A lot of times it's your loved ones who become the zombies and come after you. Um, Don't you feel like some of your relatives and loved ones are already very zombie-like, though? Sure, yeah. I mean, I feel like they kind of play that up in this movie a little bit, that we're all kind of zombies already. But but I guess it's also, too, again, the apocalypse. And it happens in this movie. You you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight and you hit a point where it's like, this is the end. What are we going to do? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's, that's really fucking dreadful and scary and i don't like to think about but that's it. also a theme that you get in any kind of of monster type movie um well like like aliens any kind of alien kind of storyline is really never about a single person being attacked by an alien it really is like the end of the world so i think and aliens in general as monsters as a conceptual monster sure, scare me a lot more because that's... they're they're smart <laughs> they can abduct you. Yes, aliens are smart and they can't abduct you. This is correct. How, right. how smart are they? I don't know because the stupid fucking aliens from that M Night Shyamalan movie like came to a planet that's three fourths water, and then water is bad for them. So they were fucking stupid. I'm sorry. They well, were I mean, they still almost took over the world up until that point. Yeah, so science. obviously they had something science. going for them. Yeah, they. I was just like, but they're smart and they and they can abduct you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's thing. Big, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> the I thing am I am frightened of intelligent beings abducting me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess the thing about aliens, it, a lot of the alien, like if you just take the alien and aliens movies, that series, mm-hmm. they're in space. So you have to have gotten into space to be. But that's not all alien movies. They it come to Earth. It is it. They come to Earth quite often. Sometimes they come to Earth and then they like spread radioactivity and then turn like spiders into the size of buildings i'm talking about like 50s b movies i mean that's the scary end of the world ray guns and all that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i guess the thing about the zombie movie is it hits you where you live it comes it comes and this horde of yes a single zombie by itself Probably you can take it out. Unless it's a rage zombie. Those rage zombies are really scary in, in 28 days, 28 weeks. Oh, yeah, no. Anything that's running at right. me at but that normal speed, that's a lumbering, problem. lumbering, moany zombies. Right. One of them is okay. But now, but slowly the horde happens. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're trapped in the Winchester with the zombies, like, yeah. scratching at the windows. It's really scary. I still scary. feel like and you could have that... waited them out. I guess, and, and to be clear. <laughs> waited them out. They had, yeah, but they would have gotten distracted and bored at some point. They don't have like functional brains. They would have wandered eventually. And I, like that's the it thing just about- doesn't freak me out or really interest me that much. But just to be clear, yes, true zombie lore. Like if you're talking about, um, you know, Haitian magic. Um, okay, yeah, those kinds. Of, I do find, and yeah, exactly. I do find that fascinating. Um, and then the the kind of social psychological aspect mm-hmm. of it too they hit that on night of the now, living dead quite well yes and now as an adult i definitely do mm-hmm. understand that aspect of it it again was just growing up thinking about these things as monsters mm-hmm. never really appealed to me to watch and i still do think as monsters it's kind of silly which is why it's ripe for this kind of movie um, yeah. but there are ways that you can do it and do it right as a story mm-hmm I think it's, I think I've mentioned this before, but zombies are a problem. I've, I've seen a lot of vampire movies. You're right. Haven't seen a ton of werewolf movies. Yeah, Not interesting. Don't, never really it's because like, you yeah. don't like dogs, isn't it? 
It probably it does tie back to my problem with dogs. I really, I really don't. It's I love dogs. You know that. I, stop it. Um, but for whatever reason, zombie movies, they're always really interesting to me. And if a new one comes out, I'm really, I'm really interested. And were you like as a kid too? I didn't watch a lot of scary movies when I was a kid. Oh, oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. What was the first scary movie you saw? Honestly, I couldn't tell you, but I was definitely an adult. Or not like high school. No, maybe. I mean you saw like something I, as a I kid. I remember may, maybe maybe it was the craft. I don't know. I remember sneaking in to see the craft. I wasn't yet seventeen. Yeah, we definitely snuck it. I wouldn't even call it sneaking in though. There mm-hmm. was just one theater on Olive where they just didn't bother to check IDs, yeah. so we just went there. Because but like, it's funny. Like okay, so I get that there. Are... My dad would have watched horror, but my mom wouldn't let us see it. I know so my my sister saw, saw a Pet Cemetery at yeah, yeah. like a neighbor kid's house, but I didn't. We did. I didn't. Wasn't exposed to it. That is so weird. Until high school, and then I was USA up all night and watching all that stuff. I remember as a, a kid, so I would say under the age of 12. We'll just say that. Under the mm-hmm. age of 12, you never really saw nope. a horror movie? Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, Pet Cemetery, Mm-mm. Silver Bullet, American Werewolf in London. My brother I mean, was obsessed with American Werewolf in London. Maybe like Critters, but even then I think I would have put maybe yeah, been in Critters. Like, I in middle school. Ghoulies? You never saw? No, I never uh, saw Ghoulies. I love. Um, I was obsessed with like looking at the horror movie stuff, you know, at the video store. But I never Nightmare went, on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street scared nope. the crap out of me. I never saw Halloween. I never saw any of the Jason movies. I never saw any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I never did as a kid either. And I had always heard, you know, growing up in the eighties, eighties into nineties, mm-hmm. y- there are like three different camps. There's the mm-hmm. Halloween camp, the Friday the Thirteenth camp, and the Nightmare on Elm Street camp. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of this? That there are these. Separate- I do. Agree, These and honestly, if I had to pick t- to be in one, I'd pick the Halloween camp. Uh, Michael Myers all the way. Okay, so I'm 100% You're Freddy. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah, and that's I think it's mostly just because I saw it when I was yeah. really young, and it scared the hell out of me, and it was like... There, but I do think there's something about... So you have a serial killer who preys on teenagers in both Halloween and Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically the, the M.O. Right. Nightmare on Elm Street... You have a serial killer who died, who turned into a ghost, who, who can, can haunt your kill dreams. you in your like. Yeah, everybody sleep. needs to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. need to sleep. It's really, it is a really terrifying idea. How Freddy is that not himself worse? is really scary looking. He's very demonic looking with his fucking weird skin. And well, it's because he was scissor hand. burned. Yeah, burned alive. I so mean, I think the reason- I can't blame him for coming back and killing the town's teens mm-hmm. after that. Even if he was, I don't think he was, maybe he wasn't a killer. Maybe he was a child molester. I don't remember. He was a bad guy. He was a child molester, I believe. Yeah. I did try to watch the new Friday the 13th, the remake. It's got Jared Padalecki, Jared Padalecki I think. The one from years ago. Yeah. It's yeah. probably been a decade maybe since they've made that, but I didn't like it. The new- I thought it was okay, like pacing wise. It just wasn't. So I think the first Halloween movie that I saw was H2O, because I would have seen that when it came out. I saw that in the theater. Loved it. But yeah. Josh Hartnett for life. I mean, that's the whole reason I saw it. It's bad, though. It, no, no, no. I enjoy it. Oh, I thought it was terrible. I enjoy it. But um, I saw the Rob's... I didn't watch it all the way through, but the Rob Zombie Halloween remake or reboot or whatever scared the fucking Christ out of me. I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say... Like, that's... Just, I guess that stuff doesn't scare me as much. It's oh, like... Um, it was terrible. Like, because the guy they had playing Michael Myers was fucking terrifying rob zombie does a good job he does yeah, yeah. no I, yeah. I definitely liked that yeah um but i guess i i have i don't believe i have an inflated sense of ego sure sure but <laughs> there's something about 
ordinary people that I feel I feel like I can take them. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about like a okay. Mike Myers, like serial killer, He's I feel like, guy. yeah, I feel yeah. like I can take, or even, and then these zombies, they're certainly not regular. I mean, they can't really die, but they also can if you destroy their brain. So right. like, I feel like I could take them, but like, I don't know what to do about Freddy. I need to sleep. Sure. I'm a tired person. Like I can't, yeah, I can't. And, and aliens also, like I said, they're. Smart, can't abduct you. Right. I could just be sitting here. We're sitting here right now. And for all, like aliens could just come and beam me up and I would have zero control over it. And that's fucking terrifying to me. But like people, that doesn't it's really scare me It's funny to me, me that like, that's the thing that scares you. Because real talk, I'm more scared of a zombie apocalypse than I am of aliens. I, I get it because you're living in the real world. <laughs> It's true. And I do understand that. Um, but that's just not how and my feel, scare meter works. If you think about it. I'm like, I'm afraid that I'm going to watch something, hear something, see something, read something, and it's going to open me up to demonic possession. Yeah, no, I'm fair. Yeah. And you're afraid that like you might be one of the one in four women who's raped or something. Right, sure. Something real. Yes. But like, like, think about the time that we're living in now. Where you don't want to be around other people because they could make you sick and you could die. Yes. However, have I not been saying for years that you don't yes. want to be around other people because they will make you sick and you could die? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria, but go on. Well. And that. And the antibiotic and resistant bacteria is still what's ultimately going to get us. Especially now that we've had this plague where everybody is constantly sanitizing. But it definitely feels like apocalyptic in a lot of ways oh, like sure. it's it's scary like, well then that's why i'm saying this like is, in march I, do, I couldn't get toilet paper Lindsay. what I the know. fuck and I, I do think that this is a bit timely because it really is you know we're all just living our lives some of, of them more boring than others <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there that was would be me there was a line in here too <laughs> and it it hurt like it physically hurt it was <laughs> when sean was uh at Oh, Shaun of the Dead's what we're talking about, by the way, just to bring it back, since I know we veered <laughs> off track. Back from all the other stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, but he's he's at work, and he's taken over for the day because everybody's called in sick. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to these fucking kids, stupid fucking kids, all snapping their gum and being disrespectful and shit. And he said something to one of them. I don't remember if it was at that exact point or a little bit later when he was working, but he was like... I get it. You know, there's stuff that I, I don't want to be here forever. I want to do things too. Yeah, like there's stuff I want to do in life too. And this little fucking twat, he turns to him and he goes, okay, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> and I wanted to jump through the screen and punch him in the face. But there is an element of truth to that. But, Sean, though, but like, that, don't call his, me out. That's his baseline though. I mean, we open on a scene. It's, I wondered if he had like ADHD or something because he keeps drifting off and like coming back and then drifting off and then coming back. There are these when you and he's kind of pulled back into reality by like his girlfriend talking to him or something. He's like, huh? Yeah. But he's sitting there saying she's going, all we ever do is come to this stupid bar Mm -hmm. and all we ever do is hang out with your friend. And then, oh, there's Ed. And then. But isn't that what people do? (laughs) Right. Sure. But he's just kind of like he goes, oh, but it'll change. I'll change. I I can change. He gives her this big talk. No, he's not going to change. No. He's just going to keep doing the same shit that he always That's why does. I felt very called out. <laughs> because I feel the same way. Like, yes, there's stuff I'm going to do in life and stuff that I'm going to do. Absolutely, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to... I'm gonna, I believe you. I'm going to do it. Sure. Show sure. me. I haven't done it in 38 years. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it'll Someday. Happen. And then there was the added thought just now, th- watching it again last night, the added thought of like, well, I can tell you why I'm not doing it right now. Right now, I can't do anything yeah, because we're, on. we're on lockdown. 
Yeah. That's right. We're not in lockdown. Well, we're in the opposite of lockdown. We it are feels in like the it. uncontrolled spread stage of the pandemic. I didn't mean like actual lockdown. <laughs> I just mean in general. Yeah. I think we wouldn't have uncontrolled spread if we were in lockdown, but well, yeah. 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 He is. If we had been on lockdown, we'd probably be okay now. So I was in a Scott Pilgrim state of mind because I was thinking, oh, Edgar Wright made this. And then I'm looking at Simon Pegg and thinking, his face and his head are kind of the same shape as Michael's fa- Michael Sarah's face and head. And they kind of play these characters that are kind of just dopey. Like There's definitely a dopey element. Yeah, like going through sure. life. And it's about a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. who's probably too good for them. Um, I don't even know about but that. But then somehow but... they find... like. But the thing about Scott that you kind of see is you see him develop into someone who fights for what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like he... he Come, he's like, I am not a pussy. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna fight. Let's do this. Well, I think Sean's doing that too, right? <gasps> With a is, cricket but, bat. But you don't really see him have a moment. It just, it's funny. It's like the zombies show up, and he just. He's just like, let's make a plan. And he makes a plan and he executes on it. Because I think he actually is the kind of guy who would do that. He's mm-hmm. just never had the option or the opportunity to do so. Like to, he hasn't, To be a hero? He hasn't been challenged. Oh, life. okay. And so the, the zombies challenge him. Right. Like he, instead of, instead of challenging himself or accepting challenges mm-hmm. from others, he just lives in this space with Ed. And he just, you know... This is my comfortable place. Mm-hmm. The Winchester's my comfortable place. This <laughs> this Winchester filthy house is my comfortable place. This friend is my yeah. comfortable place. Like, it's not that he can't do other things or that he's incapable of it. He's just, he's comfortable. I wondered if they were playing, I know that they were playing with a lot of, like, they were kind of messing around with tropes from these types of zombie movies that um, you, you like to see. But um, in a lot of zombie movies, comedy or not, the people have to figure out how to kill them and then it takes them a minute to maybe like in Zombieland for example he's got his rules but leading up to that he makes some mistakes Mm -hmm. and that's why he has the rules and so you see him kind of stumble to try to figure it out and I think in this movie there is no stumbling he just he knows I mean I guess well I mean you got the garden scene you got the garden scene which is probably probably my favorite it's the garden not a yard I loved it I like, mean, we need to call them gardens. That's that's England. I know, but we, <laughs> why aren't we calling yards gardens? Garden is so, such a more romantic way to describe a grassy space next to your house. Because the yard. garden in America, Leah, a garden is something that you actually put time and effort into. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I pay people to put time and effort into my well, that's garden. Still, that's effort, paying them, writing a check. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, electronic payments, but go on. So... You do get that with that scene, though. And I fucking love when she turns around and they're just like, oh, God, she's so drunk. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that's what you would really think, that's right? That's what they think. Well, and they're both hung over. Right. And even when they left the bar the night before mm-hmm. and they see that couple that had been out there like five hours before right. making out. And they're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, they're pretty wasted, too. I mean, you know, it's that's exactly what you would think. Um, but yeah, they definitely have a little bit of a stumbling block there. <laughs> the records. I, I love the records. First of all, number when one, they pull open the drawer and just fill a basket with like silverware, <laughs> that's really your best option. You couldn't find like a bookend to throw it Like, I don't know, an umbrella, some anything, right? right? I'm sure there were things in that house that would have been better to chuck at them, but all right. And I would have saved the Batman soundtrack. Let's be real why 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 would you get rid of that why do you really need that on vinyl the batman soundtrack do you i don't really know why you would... on vinyl? maybe but definitely not that i would have saved sade too yeah <laughs> i love sade i am i'm a fan ish mm-hmm. but again i don't know that 
Yeah. We need Sade on vinyl. I, I just don't know what you were planning on accomplishing. Did you really think the record was going to slice through their head? Like through well, their skull? I mean, I think the record did jam into the big guy's face, the first well, one. Well, sure, into flesh. But into flesh, was right. it going to really go through his skull? Yeah, there were some really cool um, makeup and effects in that. Like when she falls over onto the post and yeah. comes back up, and there's the hole, which kind of fun. reminds me of Death Becomes Her. When yes, exactly. The shotgun, like blown a hole in her. Um, God, I love that movie. And his like the other zombie, the guy zombie, was really kind of gross and putrid, and his face was kind of torn up. And so, like to see that record kind of jam into his face was mm-hmm. really cool too. Yeah, I, I also love. Uh, well, why don't we go in the shed? Well, it's locked. <laughs> Right. Just the, the, the very, um, how do you describe it? But, uh, but plain spoken, like, just because. It's, it's just, yeah. we just don't do it just because. Yeah. And there's a lot of that throughout. Because, again, it, these are guys who just live in their comfort zone and mm-hmm. they don't move outside of it. So it's like, well, because. Why would we go in there? It's yeah, locked. Because that's the way it is. Yeah. No, I've never been in. It's locked. I don't care. So you're saying that to go back to the whole thing about like ed's a jerk but but what about <laughs> what, what about pete what about pete pete was like working he's an actual adult and all that he all that he asked all that he asked was that you don't first of all who leaves the front fucking door open Love how that came full circle you don't do <laughs> i would have kicked you out like if you had come home one time and left the front door open you'd be gone what so already i would quirk. say do you know anyone who does that no i think the dumbest thing i've ever done in that vein is leaving my keys in the door and i've maybe done that once well you'd be out of the house then too because it you wasn't have just, like an accident you have put all of us in peril leah i i, all lock, of us. I lock everything down yes, everything clearly is locked, locked down it all the time and left the keys in it. well that was one time so pete's just trying to come up in the world and do good at his job and like be an adult and he has to live in this filthy space with this filthy animal who leaves trash all over and is a dick. He's a fucking dick. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll clean up uh-huh, for sure. Or I'll just sit here on your couch and probably piss myself in the middle of the day. <laughs> no, okay. don't. There's nothing wrong with Pete. And they're playing they're playing music that loud. What was it? Three in the morning? Four yeah. in the morning? No. Oh, Leah, no. I did. I think Pete is hot. Did You know he's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Who Way is, hotter now. Who is he too. in Guardians? Uh, he was one of the, I can't remember the name of the planet, but one of the, like, soldier guys. Oh. Yeah. He's been in other stuff. He's gotten in damn good shape, too. I thought he looked good in this movie. Well, he looks fine. I'm just saying, like, since then, he's, I don't know if it was just for movie roles. Maybe. But Probably. he's, he's definitely. You know, Hollywood. Up. Yeah, exactly. You need to look a certain way. That's right. Even if you're a guy. But I don't feel sorry for you. No. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The first scene with Ed, I was like, I want to be friends with Ed. Ed mm. seems like a fun guy. He looks some fun time. Well, and I mean, Sean said it too when, when he was talking to Pete, and he was like, I don't know why you're friends with him. And he was like, well, he makes me laugh. He said it. That's that's all it is, is he's a good guy. He's a good fun time. Mm. But that doesn't mean that he's a good person to actually have around. And I do like that they come around to that too, that Sean sees that at several different points. He's like, you're not helping. You're not right. driving you, erratically. You're driving erratically. You're on your fucking cell phone. Yeah. You're not helping. We're going to die here yeah. because you can't get your shit together for five fucking minutes. But I don't think that Ed got anyone killed. Ultimately, he maybe just got himself killed. I mean, it could be argued that perhaps he got them killed by encouraging the zombie horde to come at the winchester because he wasn't helping them get in before the horde realized they were there all right fair so maybe ultimately his actions were what led to that but i also think 
Sean's plan wasn't solid. It was just go to the Winchester. Yes. However, Sean's plan was also influenced by Ed going, well, I need to be somewhere I can smoke. Well, I don't really want to stay at, the, at their flat. I'd rather be elsewhere. they didn't end up having a car. But that wasn't his fault because uh, what was the stepdad's name? Philip. Philip. Ed had nothing to do with Philip getting bitten. No, but Ed did crash the car on purpose so that they could... Drive the Jag. Exactly. With the child box. Yes, which is great. I fucking love that. Bill Nye was really great in this. When he showed up, I got really excited. When he shows up at the store and he's like, I need you to come to, you know, bring, you know, be nice, come to your mother's, like, yeah. be kind to her. He's like, really, he seems like an asshole, but he's obviously trying to just influence him to be kind to his mother. Pickle. I Good love, old Pickle. I love Bill Nye. He's wonderful. And... And then when he dies and he gives that, like, monologue about how he wanted to be a good dad to him and he just wanted to influence him and it was really beautiful. The, 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 but the phone call with mom, too, is so great. When Mom, have you been bitten? No. Oh, thank God. But I think maybe Philip has, or Philip isn't feeling well. Oh, yeah, okay. She says, somebody, they got into the house and they were sort of bitey. That's right. Kind of bitey. She was I'm wonderful. I'm coming for you, Barbara. That death scene with the stepdad, Philip, and then, I can I ask, though? So, first, <laughs> the first thing that I would have thought when Philip died in my arms would probably be, oh, I've been a shitty son or stepson. Sure. sure. Second thing I'm thinking, slow the car down because I'm going to pop, pop this door bo- open. Yeah, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. And then I might realize there are child locks and I can't pop this door open, but then I'm going to tell you, come around here and open this door before so he wakes up out. and gets bitey yes, yes. and let's toss him out. Yes. You had that same thought, though. I okay, did. I was I, like, he's right there. It's going to be super easy. Yeah, as soon as they the got car. out of the car yeah. and just left him in there, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, I Well, don't what know. the fuck? That was mishandled. It was a mishandled situation. Because then he was just in the car. and But I do think that was before they had killed a lot of zombies. Um, their technique was still pretty gr- not great. Now, I'd argue their technique was terrible all the way up until the end. I don't know that you really have to have that great of technique, though. You just you aim for do. the head. I mean, the, the pajama zombie, the technique there was just stab him and stick him to a tree like which did. i don't understand why you didn't take off his head after i know I and, mean. And, and honestly his mom getting bit that's on her oh 100 she is. stopped and was like oh i think maybe my friends they're around here let <laughs> me go look oh hello person who's obviously a zombie dressed in pajamas can i help you oh no why have you bitten me she's very like sean the apple didn't fall far from the tree no but like, i do love when they're practicing the zombie look uh-huh and they just come to her and she's like barbara that was great <laughs> i'm sorry what, what dear yeah but it's because he, again, he has these moments where he's kind of drifted off in thought. He get it, he gets lost in thought, and I feel like his mom was doing the same thing. Although yeah. I think some of that might have been because she was bitten, and she was thinking really hard about she had been bitten, and she was worried. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. But I think she's just a really, she seemed like an she's airhead. She's like, yeah. So in the Winchester, when they realize that she's bit, and then she dies, and I don't know. From that moment on, I was really, ingr- I, it was entertaining leading up to that moment but that moment was there was a lot of a lot of times you have a comedy movie and there aren't a, like that was a really intense emotional mm-hmm. moment and it was very beautiful and sad and then they have then they have this whole argument with what dave dave the asshole was that his name uh yeah something like that yeah uh so this whole thing where like he's gonna shoot mom and then they they're all kind of yelling at each other and what was his name i feel like it was dave he david yeah yeah david um that scene with the all of them kind of yelling at each other and all of it but they've developed that they have these personal relationships and you understand the relationships and you know the characters really well 
And then they're kind of yelling at each other in this big moment. It was just great. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets, the action starts and doesn't stop after that. It just kind of goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Which I think in any zombie movie, you have to have that. It's it's the race. It's the race to the finish. What's going to happen? Are they going to survive? And, and you can't stop this horde and they're coming at you. And yeah, that was really wonderful. But the moment with the mom was, you get a little taste of it when Philip dies. But when Barbara dies, it was, yeah, it was really great. So sad. Goodbye, Pickle. Goodbye, Pickle. Pickle. Great nickname. It is. So you enjoyed the film? Yeah. I don't know why. I think... I don't think I've ever, ever thought to watch this movie. Which is interesting because you just said you yeah, really like zombie movies. Yeah, you would think that movies. I would have. And I guess I just wasn't ever interested. And I probably saw a trailer. And is it because it's a comedy? Is it because it's a uh, British it's a comedy? Because I was really excited about Zombieland. And it doesn't have anything to do with it. It just never struck me as something I'd want to watch. And I've definitely heard from people, like, it's really good. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never did. And um, Simon Pegg... I think I've seen him only starring in How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Mm. Which I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, he was in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, I, I saw him in the first. I didn't. I only watched the first Star Trek oh. movie. The other one made me fall asleep. I actually liked all of the Star Trek movies. Um, if we're talking about how much I love Chris Pine, then yeah, I really liked the Star Trek movies. But Fair. Um, <laughs> the second one was boring to me. I don't know. I, I, I mean, your opinion, I guess. Um, I liked him. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know why I never really watched it. Have you seen Paul? Mm-mm. Oh, it's Did so good. Did you like it? Yeah, and I I waited until it came out on DVD. Like, I didn't see it in the theater. And I definitely had a problem with, like, I, I remember seeing the previews and thinking, oh, my God, because I do love Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. I do love Nick Frost. You put them together mm-hmm. because, because of fucking Shaun of the Dead. And you put them together, and I get really pumped. And I remember seeing the previews for it and thinking, like, yes, this looks great. That looks like a real kind of alien, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was definitely kind of scared. Oh, even though it was a cute alien. He was, and it turned out fine. Well, um, but, no, it was, it, was, it was definitely cute and funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why I never saw it. And um, like I said, I don't know all of Edgar Wright's movies, but I really, really like Scott Pilgrim. And that's another one I didn't see when it initially came out, but I think it has a really big cult following since it started. And I feel like this is similar. Like I was watching Scream 4 last week or the week before last, and um, the kids are watching Shaun of the Dead at one point. So um, yeah. I enjoyed it. So, okay, that that those are your thoughts. Just, I mean, I have a lot of a lot of burning questions, and there were lots of. I think my favorite. I guess I don't know. So the only moment that I kind of jumped because I was scared was when they ran into the other group, the one with Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally forgot that Martin Freeman was in this. He just pops in for a moment. Yeah, I completely forgot that he was there at all. That was that was really fun for me. To see. And then. And what's his face? I can't remember his name. Uh, he's a, he's a comedian. Um, he's actually co-hosting the Great British Baking Show right now. Is he? And he was in um, Bridesmaids. He was her roommate. Oh yes. Yeah. He he was he's, in that group. Yeah, he's the cousin who was hanging out in back. No way. Ed's doppelganger. No, he wasn't. Yeah. <gasps> Matt Lucas. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. The bald guy with the glasses and the pale yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Lucas. I do like him. Yeah. I like that group. I was kind of following that they were very similar to his group. 
Um, and then I was wondering if they were going to join up. But they seemed a lot happens. smarter. They did seem a lot smarter and, and more with it. And I, it sounds like they all survived, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, when the trucks show up at the end. Because I, I should have known that that was going to happen, that the military was going to come in and save the day. Did you? Like, what, what were you thinking was going to happen? So when they got into the basement and they were locked in, the immediate thought I had was, well, they're going to have to kill themselves because they can't make it away from the horde and they're locked in the basement. And obviously Ed was going to die. And then when they realized they could get to the top, I thought there was going to be more movie. I thought they're going to get to the top and they're going to have to fight their way through this horde. So I was really surprised when, boom, here's the military and they're shooting up the place. And then I thought, how come the military aren't shooting them? Do They must realize that they're not zombies. Um, And then the woman that he knows, who was kind of the leader of the other group, showed up and was like, oh, well, glad somebody made it. She's from Spaced, which she's amazing, by the way. Yeah. it ended how, ha- like, I don't know why I was surprised by that. It makes perfect sense that that would be how it ends. That's how it usually kind of ends. Um, I, I guess, yeah, I was just curious because there's obviously a point where, you know, you would imagine they're not going to make it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it was when they were, yeah, in that moment when they were talking about maybe killing themselves. And then he has a sweet moment with his girlfriend, about Liz, about, you know, you don't want to die single and all of that, <laughs> which you could... I wasn't, like, obviously they get back together, like, duh. Um, I think the end, kind of that denouement where you see what's happened with the zombies now, they've, you know, got them doing service work. And the thing, the great thing is, too, they call it Z-Day, which makes me think that they got it all cleaned up in a day. Mm -hmm. Like, there was really only the one day that we were overrun by zombies, and then we jumped to it. And, you know, maybe that's a European thing. Here in the States, we wouldn't do that, of course, because everybody would be arguing about zombies having the right to, and first of all, it's obviously a hoax also. Right, yes. And these zombies should have the right to go out and kill people if they want. Exactly, right. And we Um, would never, we would still be taken over by them, but. Very, very similar to the COVID pandemic. Um, Yes, but I'm glad that they got their shit together and figured it all out inside of a day (laughs) right so i think it was it was interesting how it ended that way because i was wondering how they were going to wrap it up and i pro it would have been a little darker if they had just ended it in the street in that moment yeah so to see them then in the apartment and everything and they're happy Mm -hmm. and then he gets to go see ed in the shed which i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting ed to come back up and i thought that that was really sweet because is as much as it's about I don't know. I think it he is a and love Ed story are the with central, the yeah. central relationship. I guess. Um, well, I think it's two sides of uh, of him. It's his past, mm-hmm. you know, this friendship that he treasures and has had his whole life, and then his future, which right. is in order to keep this woman whom he loves, he's going to have to grow up and become mm-hmm. an adult too. And how do you balance those two? So I do think it's kind of, you know, you could call the love story with either one of them, but I think more so than that, it's really just it's kind of a coming of mm-hmm. age story and. How can you balance who you once were with who you need to now become? So was it messed up that Ed had to die? No. Here's why I don't think so. Because, because Ed person. was because Ed was already fucking dead. I mean, come on. He's doing the exact same thing he did while he was alive. Oh yeah. He's just sitting there playing video games. So yes. no big loss. He's fine. They do they do kind of make that in the point at the beginning they are very zombie like. Yeah. The all of like Ed and Sean really that they're just kind of like uh But at like, least Sean, Sean will go to work. Him, he did, but yeah, but like him kind of wandering into the corner store and buying stuff and then wandering out and even I love that that first time you see it it's like all one shot where he's mm-hmm. working his way through it's the streets and sees shot. everybody and yeah. then the second time through was just 
perfect. I think it's just so oblivious. My favorite is the blood handprints, the bloody handprints Mm -hmm. on the freezer that he just. Yeah, like, and then he slips. I have never once like (laughs) slid in something and And not looked down and cursed at it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's also hungover, so I'll give him a little bit of a pass there. But even the day before, he's noticing things. But he's not really, he's like, oh, that's weird. That guy looks like he's going to eat that bird. And, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. Everybody in this bus is sick. And this lady is, like, trying to touch me. It's like, oh, that's, that, I don't want that. But he isn't really putting it together. But it's interesting, you know, and even the, the headlines of the papers, mm-hmm. this says they say a couple of things. Um, and so he's kind of seeing these things and kind of, like, quizzically, like, mm-hmm. But, but not really putting it together. And I do wonder how many of us, we do write things off. We mm-hmm. explain things away. 100%, yeah. So um, I wonder how much of that would happen if, in if it, like, you experienced that. Um, at what point would you come to the realization? Would it be once the horde was outside your door? Or would you be... And that's the other thing I was really thinking while I was watching this. So this is 2004. Mm-hmm. And phones are different in 2004 mm-hmm. and and like i don't even think i had a cell phone until like 2004 2003 2004 and then it was like a little flip and the phone. flip phone or, so yeah. just like to get my news i watch tv or i would maybe go to the internet or something but social media just wasn't as big as it is now mm-hmm. and you didn't have a tiny fucking supercomputer Computer. in your hand like to do all of this stuff so i don't know that this that it would go down the same way i think if a zombie apocalypse hit now you know, everybody would be talking about it on Twitter immediately. They would be talking about all the weird happenings. But that doesn't, would you, would you believe it though? Are you saying that it could be fake news? Well, no, I mean like, would you even believe that something was actually going on or would you just be so sucked into your social media and reading about all these other things that you wouldn't even <laughs> notice when the zombie horde shows up and takes you away? I do think that some stuff gets buried, but Twitter isn't doesn't work like I that. I don't mean buried. I mean, you might be taking it all in, but are you actually going to associate that with your real life or are Fair. you just going to be sucked into these interesting stories? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question and I don't know the answer to that, but I think, I just, I was thinking about how it kind of went down for him because it happened like in 24 hours. Like they wake up the next morning and there are zombies in the garden. Yeah. And, and I, I do, like I thought a little bit about that and so, I mean, I, I can say how I think it would be for me, but also for these characters, I envision even now, 15 years later, it would be the same. If it happened again, I think for Sean in particular, he doesn't seem the type who would be on social media and trying to learn about things. Right. I think he would be flipping through the news stations in just the same way as he did before. <laughs> that's and, right, because it was on the news and he yeah. completely missed it. And that's one of my favorite parts. Um, how it and, all pieces together, like what's actually. Well, I mean, happening. it's fun that it all pieces together, but also just the idea that. He's not, he's so in his own world and he mm. just doesn't even, it's not even that he doesn't care. He's just not thinking about right. the possibility of, of things happening because you would know. I think there's that idea that like, mm-hmm. if the apocalypse happened, you would know. So it's not like you would see it on TV or, you know, walking around outside. Like somehow you would magically know. You would just so you wouldn't even, it in your bones? Yeah. Like you wouldn't even think to, you know, turn on the news and see what they're saying. I, I don't know. So, so what would you do if it became obvious to you that there was a zombie apocalypse? Like, what's your plan? Um, I'm a hunkerer downer. So you wouldn't even go to your parents' house? I would. I would probably, yeah, because we like they live You're in the close, same neighborhood, yeah. so we're close enough. Um, and I wouldn't trust my father to not venture out out of curiosity. So yeah, so I would have to probably. Get over there so you can make sure that he hunkered down. Yeah, I'd probably although I wonder if my place would be safer because I have a townhouse, which means 
for two sides of my home, I don't have windows. Mm. So I think my place would probably be safer, but they have the pets. Like they have, you know, two dogs and two cats. And and, the birds. And the birds. So I probably would have to go there. I don't know. But either way, whether I'd stay at my own place or go to their place, like, yeah, I think I'd. And I am a hoarder already. So I have a shit ton of food and like Mm -hmm. things to keep me busy and... Uh, yeah, I think I'd be all right. I think I'd be all right. I mean, apparently Z Day only lasted like a day, so really they <laughs> should have day long event. They should have just listened <laughs> to the newscasters and stayed put. Um, but even if it went on for a few weeks, I think I'd be all right. Think it'd be okay. I think I would probably go to my sister's. I feel that's a long drive, though. It's two hours. You're gonna inca- yeah, but in like, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but still, you don't know what you'll meet out there. Honestly, I feel like I. Where she lives is a smaller city, but she is like, eh, like I don't know. I, it just feels like there are more people where she is than there are where I am. Um, I guess I, I'd feel like I would want to be with her, but maybe if it was as bad as it was when they realized it was happening, I'd probably just have to hunker down in the house. Yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't leave. I wouldn't want to leave. Um, it's kind of like uh, Contagion. You know, there was a big chunk of that movie that was mm-hmm. people wanting to flee to go mm-hmm. get outside of and the cities that, and go to their yes. families and not being allowed to but then you also have to like i remember parts of the movie where you, when do we make that decision too like they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna start closing down highways they're gonna yeah. shut off the borders Same we need to go now or we can't go now and mm-hmm. we have to find some other way and yeah. like so yeah yeah that same kind of thing happens world war z same thing kind of thing happens in uh what's the movie with will smith I I am legend. I am legend. I can't watch it. Um, I mean, I did watch yeah, it, but I'll never watch it. Terrible again. to watch. Um, and then what was the other one I was saying? Independence Day. When they all realize that something's going on in the city, because like aliens have parked the smart aliens have parked their spaceship in a really obvious space. Yeah. So everybody weren't can they like see. right above the Empire State Building, and they were like holding signs up. The hippie yeah. dippy freaks were like, yeah, we beam me up. You're mm-hmm. welcome here, and then they just yeah. blew them up. Because because the girl that we meet who ends up going up there is a chick from. She was from Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. The college, college years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, she was like redhead. my favorite on the yeah, college years. I too. loved her. Um. So yeah. So she. The but I guess it's when Jeff Goldblum and his dad or they're all trying to drive to the white house but the traffic is really really bad oh and yeah the, like, the whole thing like so part of the apocalyptic stuff is always people trying to flee cities and i feel like i'm already sort of out of the city where i am here um and my sister is kind of in a city like this feels more suburban than that where is she so is weird because but it does feel more suburban than okay. where she is um because hmm. she's just like a few blocks away from I mean, the city center or whatever yeah yeah um but yeah, I think that's always kind of the problem. Uh, the other one I always think of, uh, Deep Impact. Yeah. Where everybody's trying to run away and get away from this, where this asteroid's going to hit. Yeah. Great movie. I, I, don't know I like I'd it better that. than Armageddon. I definitely prefer Armageddon. Oh, man. I enjoyed Deep Impact. I remember seeing it in the theater. It's great. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was great, though. I don't want wa- to watch Armageddon ever again. Really? I, I think, think it's, it's fun. Dumb. I think it's super fun. Stupid. Nah. Oh, what? Like Steve Buscemi? Haha. <laughs> Speaking of Steve Buscemi, I, I watched Steve Buscemi. Did you watch Hubie Halloween? No, I, uh, I You saw, should check it out. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I put it in my list. It, it is a good watch. Like, I really enjoyed it. So, our conversation about uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I was talking to my dad about that because he, he loves 
that movie and he had seen the original too with Jack Nicholson and I was telling him that they were remaking it with Chris Jesus Evans Christ, yes. yeah I told him they're remaking it with Chris Scarlett Evans Johansson. and Scarlett Johansson and we were talking about and I was like we you know we were discussing these people are fucking gorgeous and mm-hmm. why are there no regular looking I again I love both of those people and I think that they're both really good actors and I mm-hmm. think it'll be and I'll probably watch the remake and it'll probably be great but it does make you wonder where are all the funky looking people and I was talking <laughs> I was talking to my dad about it and he was like yeah I mean when was the last time Steve Buscemi was in anything? <laughs> and I was like, that's the only person you can think of? That's the one guy. <laughs> that's the one guy in Hollywood. He's a weird looking guy and he's on it. Steve Buscemi's great. He's he is really great. fun in Hubie Hollywood. He, I mean, <laughs> you know I have a personal problem with him. But <laughs> I think he's Other fabulous. than that. No, I, I, I love him. Um, he called me ugly once and I'll never get over in it. In a dream. Yeah, it was a very real dream. God and it cut deep it cut real deep because if steve buscemi calls you ugly while you're in bed with someone mind you i was in bed with someone and steve buscemi just like came in and i don't remember what the context was but he was like you're ugly (laughs) that hurts fuck you look at yourself in the mirror motherfucker and you know what the truth is i have to blame him for that because if i were to blame my own subconscious Oh, then you would be real self something like that. Like, how badly do you have to hate yourself? (laughs) To call yourself ugly in a dream. To call yourself, to have one of the most objectively unattractive actors. And I love him, but I'm talking strictly. Yeah, sure. Objectively. By American standards. Unattractive. uh, Call you ugly in a dream while you're having, while Mm -hmm. you're in bed with somebody else. Like, for your mind to do that to you, that's fucked up. you, You had sex with him? No, no, I was, I don't even remember who I was with, but I was in bed with someone. That you had had sex with? It wasn't a sex dream. I think it was more just like we were there. If you were Like, in- my mind tends to skip over the fun stuff. I don't really have <laughs> sex dreams. I just have dreams where I'm, like, with people, and there's kind of, I, there's, like, the implication. Oh, the implication. <laughs> there's the implication. The implication. We were in bed together, so, so- I would assume <laughs> that we had had sex, but I do not recall having a sex dream prior to Steve Buscemi popping in the room and calling me ugly in front of this guy who maybe we hadn't had sex yet. Maybe, maybe we were going to. And then he was like, well, if Steve says you're ugly. <laughs> come on. He cock-blocked you. That fucker. Fucker. Yeah, fucker. I do remember. So he he was a firefighter when he was yeah. young. And I do remember somebody <laughs> talking about that and saying, like, can you imagine you're trapped in your bedroom closet during a fire? in your bed who goes in their bedroom closet during a fire but go on you're trapped in your bedroom closet during a fire and you 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 think you're gonna die you're it's so hot in there you you can't really breathe and you're you're probably gonna die right and you're just (laughs) slowly losing consciousness and then the door opens and you know it's the most wonderful thing you've been saved and then the face that you see is steve buscemi He really How is going terrifying. against that, like, beefcake firefighter thing. Like, come on with me. I'll save you. <laughs> he's not a troll person. Jesus. I mean, he's not how he sounds. His voice is a little Leah, deeper than that. <laughs> if Steve it's Buscemi... Like, come on with me. <laughs> if Steve Buscemi had called you ugly, you would understand why you have to think of him as a troll person. I would slap a bitch. Oh. But anyway. I'm going to meet him one day and be like... I fucking love you, but if you call me ugly again, I'm going to beat you into the ground. <laughs> Speaking of ugly people, I didn't realize Coldplay was going to get a moment in this film. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, he was a fan. I, that was my understanding. I think he was a fan. I think he was a big fan of Spaced, actually. So there are very few bands that I have shame that I have purchased albums from them. You or know whatever. what? Coldplay is very talented. They really are, and I get it. Now, oh, do I like anything that they've I come out with? You in the face so hard right now. I don't care. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna actually let you punch me in the face, kick your ass, but. No, they they are they are very talented. It's it's kind of how I feel. I'm glad about, we have recorded this. I have it to use against you later. What you can you use against me? They're talented people. It's the same thing as like um, the fuck's face, Maroon Five. Uh, what the fuck is his face? Adam Adam Levine. Levine. I can say that Adam Levine Adam is a talented fellow. I think he's a talented fellow. The sound of his voice makes me want to fucking I'm murder. I'm trying to think of a song that they sing that I can sing of his. I can hear his voice, but no words. Just the sound of but his like voice. But like Coldplay, when they first came out, they gave us something that I think we need. I think we all needed to feel. Jesus and they made Christ. us. And they made us Jesus feel. Christ. They did. They made us feel. When did they come out? In the like early two thousands. And we needed, we needed to, f- to feel. Yes. Because we were coming out of the grunge movement. What? No, because we were in college. Grunge didn't make you feel. Because I was in my early twenties, late teens, early twenties, and I needed to feel. And yeah, you know what? Up until then, I had been feeling with Papa Roach, and maybe I needed <laughs> a little bit of piano kind it of felt feel. Felt a little more adult than Papa Roach. Is sure. that what you're telling me? Maybe no it's just more subtle it's like and then it's like and they're different feelings and sometimes you need the feeling and sometimes you need the chris martin kind of feeling but i now i'll tell you what i've never bought any of their albums so you know what i can i can admit that they're talented but i've never actually given the money so that's on you right because you steal everything i don't have any of their music the only good stuff they had was back in the day when like you would hear it on the radio. Or whatever, whatever it was called. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. I have a But you'd hear it on the somewhere. radio and that was all I needed was like once every now and then and be like, yeah, I really like that song and then we're done. All I wanted to say was I have a little bit of shame about Coldplay because I did have a thing about them. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen them live or anything. I think I just was like, it's like, it's very kind of... um feel self-important maybe that like kind of they music. definitely do yeah yeah, yeah yeah um okay cold play uh let me see burning questions burning questions would you say that this is your fave horror comedy oh that's an interesting question um i don't know i would it's in the tops i, I mean mm-hmm. it's definitely up there you know we talked about little shop of horrors and that's one that i've had since i was a small child so that hold a special place in my heart um i don't know that like there are a lot of horror comedies that i I feel like scream is kind of a horror comedy too and i love scream and i feel like there is a little bit it can be hard to delineate i think like i i imagine scream is most often just considered a horror but it really is also really funny yeah it's Um, very entertaining yeah yeah so i I guess it kind of depends on where you draw the line there too um dead and breakfast is hilarious um i had beetlejuice on earlier beetlejuice beetlejuice is way up there so good yeah yeah yeah. um beetlejuice it's funny because i feel the same way you do i immediately dive into horror movies that also make me laugh yeah exactly the cabin in the woods makes me laugh and i I really enjoy it i can't take the cabin in the woods seriously at all so yeah I, even though I think it's classified as a horror, I feel like Final Destination, too. There's mm-hmm. nothing inherently funny about it. Like, it's played mm-hmm. as a horror movie, but it's also, 
so ridiculous at times that it's really funny. John Carpenter's Vampires. Probably that's just bad. That's just way funny because it's bad. Me, and I think that's it. It's like I need some more. Is it which of the Daniel Baldwin in my life doing some <laughs> character named Montoya with like dyed black hair, and a fake tan? It's right up there with like yes, Chris Evans is Israeli, of course. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so in this one, in this film, did you have like a favorite? Like, either a favorite zombie, like, in The Walking Dead, when they would do The Talking Dead, they would do, like, zombie kill of the week. Do you have a favorite, like, of the best kill? I, I mean, I really love the garden scene. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) the, so to speak, first kill of that zombie Mm -hmm. of just shoving her down on a pole. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it doesn't really kill her. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then once they figure out how to actually take it, coming out of the shed with just, like, a shovel and a cricket bat. Just that yeah. shot alone of them walking good. out like that is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess it would be technically those two zombies that would be my this kind favorite of kill. Feels... And I love that they like switch sides. They're like, wait, which one do you want? I want the first one. Okay, we'll turn. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kind of feels like Office Space meets Zombie Flick in a lot of ways. It's the same kind of guys. It's a similar kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guys are very. It, it did. There were lots of things that he did. That reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. I mean, Scott Pilgrim definitely has a feeling of, like, a video game feeling. The the soundtrack and even, like, some of the visuals There and are stuff. elements. I mean, so Scott Pilgrim 100% is meant to be mm-hmm. that way as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the shtick, so the to vibe, speak. yeah. But there are things in this, too, watching it again last night. And I don't remember really thinking about it the first time I saw it or since then. But there are definitely aspects that I noticed last night that are very video game mm-hmm. they, they just are you know when they're shooting the zombies and they're mm-hmm. obviously missing them and stuff but, but, the, like, but video games are obviously important to them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no that's what that's what and I, I didn't recognize it watching it the first time but they mentioned in the trivia that you know when sean's on the couch kind of guiding uh ed in the video game and then later on ed is is telling sean how where to shoot them. oh left up and yeah yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah same thing yeah and there were like i said i didn't i don't remember noticing that the first time around but i did notice last night i did pick up on like the way they're moving mm-hmm. when they're beating these guys down yep. and the way they're going about it, which yep. is very kind of, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. You know, we're not getting, because it's a comedy, mm-hmm. so we're not getting the the concept of like a human being hitting another human mm-hmm. being and, and beating them and killing them. Yeah. It more is kind of a, a video game vibe of like in a video yeah. game, you can beat the shit out of yep. somebody and it's not real and it's fine. Yep. So I think there was some of that kind of built in too. Mm-hmm. I will ask, I, I am curious... <laughs> I am curious, Leah. Could you beat a zombie to death yeah. like that? Like yes. just like continue so to go and go the and garden go. scene where they do get down to business. Yep. I kept waiting for the blood to spray back, and it finally did. Um, that was one of my other favorite. They kept doing that. You've got, got red, red on you. you. Loved it. Yeah. Um, because it's such a funny way to say it. I know. Um, but. I was watching them, and, and Sean looked really angry in that scene. He mm-hmm. was really taking it out. Um, and, of course, he, he has just a lot to be dumped. angry about. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, a great source of, like, getting out that stress. I feel like I could definitely get in there. And the bat, I love the cricket yes. bat as a weapon. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice wide surface. Yeah, it's but you long. could also, if you can hit with the slanted side, you can slice mm-hmm. right through. Right, right. And it also allows you to kind of poke to shove people. It really is the perfect weapon no, when you great. think about it. Um, but yeah, I think it would be, I think you'd I'm have not saying to, it would be easy, but I think I would enjoy it. I think you'd have to pull me off. <laughs> I think I would just like fuck go, shit up. I mean. Go, go ape shit on yeah. some zombies. I remember a dream I had 
where somebody broke in and I like fought them off and I just I Mm -hmm. beat the hell out of them and I remember beating his head beating his head until it it was almost like a like it caved in and it was Mm -hmm. like a balloon that kind of deflated it was really gross and weird and nasty and that dream haunted me for a while because it was so bizarre but the feeling I had in that dream while I was beating the shit out of this guy (laughs) was a fucking good feeling. So was it a random guy or was it somebody you didn't like? I mean, it wasn't any, it, it, it was like a scary dream of somebody breaking okay. in. It's not like it was a, an individual person. It was somebody I, broke in and threatened me or something. I think I have had dreams where I beat people up, but I've definitely to make my, because I know I've told you about like the swirling vortex where I send people off yeah. before I go to sleep to get the bad stuff out of me so I can sleep peacefully. I've also been so angry at times that I have in my head been fighting someone whether it be boxing or kickboxing or something like that Mm -hmm. someone I know who I'm angry with Mm -hmm. or just want to just murder and then just be like in my head not not a dream but just in my head like just throwing hands and legs Mm -hmm. and just beating the crap out of them and and, and feeling really good um and at times I thought is there something wrong with me because I'm envisioning like beating somebody up maybe even somebody I love and then I was like no this is probably there's something wrong with you if you do it (laughs) right (laughs) right um, all right, so we talked about fave, you know, I wanted to say too, fave horror comedy, Ghostbusters comes to mind Oh, well. yeah, 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 yeah. That's another I don't really even think one. of that as a, I mean, it has ghosts, so I get it's horror. scary elements. Like, I know I a lot of kids were terrified of that Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I never got that. We had a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man uh, as a bath toy. I remember mm-hmm. playing with him in the bathtub. So, yeah, I never got why you'd be scared of that. Or, uh, uh, Slimer? Yeah, people were scared him. of Slimer. Why would you yeah, scared of him? Yeah, people were scared of him. I really liked when uh, the, it happens twice that they're in the pub and uh, that Chicago song starts playing. If you leave me now, you take, take away the biggest part of me. Ooh, oh, baby, if you please don't go. Oh, Peter Cetera, I love you. Um, <laughs> I have seen Chicago twice in concert. <laughs> It it was really great, and then of course they say it's on random, and then later on when the zombies are there and it's the queen, and then they play are playing which the song was a great over them, scene. which is yeah. wonderful. Like, and I do think Edgar Wright does very well with music, mm-hmm. um, kind of builds that into his. The other thing about Edgar Wright that I was kind of noticing that I I can't think of specifics in Sp- Scott Pilgrim, but the beginning of this film felt that way too. It's people having a conversation, and you think it's just the two of them, mm-hmm. but then oh look, Ed is in the con- is here. And oh, look, oh, yeah, these yeah, people yeah, yeah. over here too. Yeah. He would always, it's like a tiny little perception shift. Like, right. you think it's them, but no, there's this other here. It was, it was good. He, he does that very well. Um, what is up with spelling Sean like that? Is that like a British thing? Um, I assume so, but I don't know. But here's why I assume so. Because the correct way to spell Sean, is which S-E-A-N. is S-E-A-N, S-E-A-N, and that's Irish. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that the English took it and bastardized it separate it from the original irish so i growing up but that's also a dickish way to think about it i suppose had a friend growing up a boy was s-e-a and then the americans took it and bastardized it yes thoroughly by adding a w in place of you i never knew anybody except for now i know one person in my life with that it's spelled with a u Uh yeah um and i just always was like what why i didn't get it because s-e-a-n is the way that i would spell it or is it scottish that's Irish. Is it Irish Scottish? It's got to be. It's got to be Irish. I could be wrong. That's not know. English. S E A N is not English. I don't know. Um, we talked about slow and fast zombies. I guess my my last question was, 
So this movie is about two really good friends. Mm -hmm. And in the end, Sean keeps Ed around in the shed. Mm -hmm. If I was a zombie, Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. would you kill me? Mm -hmm. And two, if you didn't kill me, if we were in like an Ed and Sean situation, would you keep me around? Um, I'd probably just kill you. I think I, I would prefer to be killed. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you would. <laughs> I feel like you would prefer that. But well, I think, thank you. you know, let's think about our relationship. Um, we, let's think about it. We talk a lot. Like, that's, that's kind of what we do. It's our vibe. And if I were trying to have a conversation with you and all that I got out of it was, You're really not of much use to me at that point. It's true. And I don't think you'd want to live that way. No, I wouldn't. Either, It'd be gross. So. I don't want to smell bad. I have a real problem with yeah, smelling you're bad. Yeah, you're going to rot. And I'm going to stink. Quick. And I don't like the idea of stinking. No. Like, I'm burning that Mountain Lodge candle every day now. I mean, that's great, but even Yankee Candle can't get rid of the stench of death. like <laughs> <laughs> that sickly sweet smell yeah. that makes you know that something is rotten and you shouldn't want to be around it. <laughs> Yep, yep, I don't want to smell like that. And I'm glad that you don't. I think that is something that helps our friendship to mm-hmm. uh, continue. And if you did begin to smell like death, I think it might be over. Yeah, I I mean, I would I would try to do it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, in, in a situation like that, I would hope that I have a machete. Cricket bat's nice, but so I'd like, like to have a machete as well. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that would be machete. ideal. Machete? I think if anybody I knew, like if you were a zombie, I don't, honestly don't know if I could kill you. I think it would have to be, I would have to be threatened by you to make it happen. Because, mm-hmm. like, I totally understood Sean not wanting David to shoot his mom. Yeah, I thought it was really weird then when David was like, here, you do it. That yeah. Was, that's a shitty fucking it thing. It is. That David guy was a piece of crap. Yeah. That was my favorite death scene. <laughs> when David was pulled through the window. I love that they continued to hold on to his legs even as Until he was just being came ripped off. apart. <laughs> even as he was being ripped apart and they're sitting there watching it. And I think it's because they're just in shock did you of read, what was happening. Did you read about... Um, so I had never seen the little like addendum things. Oh, how she she goes out with his leg and then like gets trapped somewhere and then lives off the leg. And Yes. The girlfriend, what was her name? David's girlfriend. Poor, yeah. poor David's girlfriend. Is it... It was, um, no, 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 no. It was, I don't know. I don't see her name. Hold on. It wasn't Mary. No. What the fuck was her name? Diane. Diane. Yeah. It, it says, uh, the DVD's animated special plot holes explains that Diane makes it through the crowd of zombies, climbs a tree, passes out, awakens to utter silence, and out of fear stays in the tree for days surviving on david's separate Ew. leg and eventually goes to live with an aunt she remains in christmas card contact with sean and liz i fucking love that i need i need to like go oh you know what i was just gonna say i need to buy the dvd so i have those extras i own the dvd i should probably <laughs> <laughs> i bought i bought it on itunes last night it's like eight bucks but i don't think there were any extras i mean yeah i have the dvd and i've never bothered to watch the extras i guess but it i guess yeah that's the other part of it that was kind of funny and i really appreciate it so there are these late 20s mid 20s people and they're living in apartments with friends and stuff and david's dating diane and liz is dating sean and there's this weird so i guess liz and diane have been friends since school and diane talks about how 
yeah, David, I knew you always had a thing for Liz, and then, you know, she rebuffed you, and I picked up the pieces, and then later on, she's literally holding a piece of him. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about, these people are in their late 20s, and they're all living with friends? I just feel like it's a London thing. I don't think it's a London thing. What but they live, it's about? a city thing. I think it is a city thing. Forget that it's London. I think it's the way that people behave in cities. I don't know where this is in London either. And have I, you you've never been have you been to London? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. But it felt like It felt suburban. more much more like a small village, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's uh, maybe more of a city thing. So in the city things are more expensive and mm-hmm. you can't afford to live on your own. Whereas like where we live, you can't afford to live on your own. And honestly, I never experienced that because I went from having a roommate and an apartment in college to living with my significant other. Yeah. So I, I've never had a roommate, so it always seems very strange to me. To like I, I didn't it feels go like away. A, to me, it feels like a college thing. But I yeah. know and plenty I didn't of other even people go, who have. I didn't go away to college either. I lived at yeah. home. So I went straight from living with my family that mm-hmm. I grew up with to being on my own. And the idea of being an adult person In and having 20s. like a and living with a friend just seems very odd to me. I do think it is a more of a, a city thing. I think if you were in like Baltimore or DC or New York or Chicago or LA. I just just so you know, I, I know what cities are. Right, but I'm I'm I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> Wait, name some more. I don't understand. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Chicago? Any place where Atlanta? the real world has been filmed, that is where oh, roommates are. Seattle? <laughs> Seattle. Seattle's my favorite. Uh, Seattle I like Miami. I liked Nola. Uh, Miami? I didn't care about the Miami season. Mm. Um, the first New York season and the second New York season were pretty good. But yeah, I think for me it's, oh, Hawaii. Hawaii was so much Oh, fun. I don't even remember Hawaii. Oh my God. Is Hawaii a city? It was Honolulu. I think they were in Honolulu. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Now that I say that it out loud, it sounds like a really weird city name. But anyway, the point I guess is I know people, I knew, I'm trying to think of people I knew who, yeah, like I had friends who out of college had roommates. Like, and it was, some of them were still living in the the town where I went to school, mm. um, but some of them were living in. I know yeah, it's not I actually a strange thing. Like I know, I mm-hmm. know people who, who who've done it too. It just always seems weird to me. Well, like Kristen and Melissa lived together for a while. Yeah, but that was for like a few months, I think. And that I was, think it was just because Kristen Al- worked Alex, down there. Was Alex there? T- Alex was there too. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it was in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is kind of like what was happening here. I, I mean, Diane and mm-hmm. David were a couple, and Liz is just, like, there. Yeah. <laughs> which seems yeah. odd, too. Well, and that's the way it was in college. So, like, I had a boyfriend, and my roommate had a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's... And it ended up... She ended up spending more time with him, and my boyfriend was spending all of his time with me. So, it would be like me and my boyfriend were essentially living I think together in our apartment. I just... I am so particular about my space, mm-hmm. and I like having my space, mm-hmm. and I like it being my way, that the idea of having somebody else live in my space is, like, really upsetting to me. You're, it's funny, because I think having a sister growing up... Cha- I did always have my own room, but having lived in a dorm room with someone for two years Mm -hmm. and the first someone being someone I didn't know at all and the second someone being someone I knew growing up you just get used to Mm -hmm. having somebody else around um and not having some ownership over like this is my corner of the room but the rest of the common space and the room Mm -hmm. is you have to share it um and then in an apartment it was the kind of the same thing the common space was everywhere and yeah, I was probably the shitty roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely threw a couple of parties where it was like, yeah, I remember. If being... you were fucking playing music at fucking 4 a.m. 
I don't care if it is a Saturday. So, like, I had some Asian friends from where I worked, and they showed up at, like, 1 a.m., and, like, they were on this hill on the back of the apartment complex, and I was, like, hanging out. It was my 21st birthday, though. It was was Well, okay, that might be a It was a blowout. Um, And I think I we even invited, like, our downs. It was a lot of college kids living in that apartment complex. There were some families, but, because it was further away from campus. There is nothing that sounds worse than me than living in an apartment complex with a bunch of college kids. I gotta tell you, the house across the street here, where I'm pretty sure they deal drugs, um, I'm positive, actually, that they sell drugs at that house. And what kind of drugs? I don't know, but I sat on this front porch earlier this spring, just saw people earlier this go. year, and it was just like a steady stream of car pulls up, college age 20-something kid goes in a house, stays a minute, comes back out. Oh, yeah. Another car pulls yeah. up, same thing. Just a constant, I- I'm positive I mean, that's what's going on. I mean, would it kill you to go knock on the door and see what they've got? <sighs> I just feel like asking my neighbors if they're holding probably isn't a good idea, because... What's the worst that can happen? Like, if they didn't know that I lived here, I would totally do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. I'm no, not you wouldn't. Stupid, but, um, but yeah, the college kids in this town, I, I feel like I'm in a spot, like, I'm between the college and the, and the nightlife area, mm. um, but I don't experience it a lot. The only thing worse than young people in general is young people... Who are drunk? ...having fun. <laughs> I don't care whether they're drunk or pre-drunk or hungover, like, what the fuck ever. If they they are having fun and being loud and obnoxious and, oh, they're the worst. That just makes me so sad. That just, like, I know that you've never been a young person, so to speak. (laughs) Like, you've always basically been, like, a 60-year-old woman in, in in a normal person body. But I just, I don't know. For me to let go for a minute and just, like, let it all hang out, it's just not as fun in this 41 year old body as it was in the 20 year old body because the 20 year old body could take a lot more shit than the 41 what are you letting it all out like what does that even mean just you know like when we were at the lake the other weekend and i got really wasted and stumbled down to the water and just started yelling and started just screaming bloody murder screaming yeah i mean i like was screaming out into the lake about trump i was talking to the trump voters you can yeah tell them what to do sure you convinced all of them (laughs) Um, it felt good. It felt real good. But the next day I felt like ass. So, you know. Well, yeah. Because you got really drunk. <laughs> I got really drunk. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I Young kids having fun, as long as they're not doing anything dangerous, I think it's fine. No, because what they're doing is annoying. And right now I I wonder how many people and i don't even think it's young people i think people have just given up and don't care if they get Plus, covid all young people are so fucking self-righteous and i don't mean this generation i mean for all generations explain, a 20 year old is a self-righteous piece of shit it just is it just it is just it always is. is it just is all of you 20 it's that's right you go from being like a cute kid to an annoying precocious pubescent child to a dipshit teenager trying to figure shit out mm-hmm. to a fucking self-righteous know-it-all 20-something. Listening to, to Coldplay. That was me. That's right. 20. To like a trying to figure shit out 30-something to a I no longer give a shit 40-something <laughs> to finally finding your way and pace in life in your 50s, hopefully. <laughs> it's it, the more recently I've been thinking about... Um, the the women that I, you know, some women out in the world that I've kind of been paying attention to and basically saying, like, you know, I'm to the age now where, like, 
I can, I have more control over my life and I have more confidence than I ever had and I'm, you know, really enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, why couldn't I have enjoyed myself when I was fucking 20, when I was 25? Like, mm-hmm. because that's the way you have to go through life. That's just how it is. It's, I don't, it's that age is wasted on the young kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or young, youth is wasted youth is on waste. the on the youth. You, youth is wasted on the young. I don't know what yes, the fuck. Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> Age is wasted on the young. Doesn't make any fucking sense. But yes. Do you have Alzheimer's? <laughs> no. But the, the youthfulness of these kids and that they are just seemingly. And I did it too. Like I did it too. I didn't like. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not. I'm not calling out like millennials. I'm mm-hmm. saying for every generation from the beginning of time young people have been assholes because they just that's you you are you go through like and i just don't want to be look i didn't want to be around 20 year olds when i was a 20 year old Mm -hmm. i don't want to be around 20 year olds now that i'm a 38 year old i would this is tough because i always try to think about where's my cutoff and i think it's my nephew is 20 so i can't have sex with 20 year olds oh oh that's fair um so i feel like you'd have to and to be clear here my cutoff is probably like 27 i just want to be clear here Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about sex I'm talking I know, about spending quality just any time. time with them, but yeah. I, I, like it's it, it to think that or like I, being around a horde of them, right? Sure, like like you, one Mardi Gras, right? Like <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I there are individual people in the world. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that there are many twenty-year-olds as mm-hmm. well who are probably brilliant, wonderful Great people whom I would love to hang out with. Mm-hmm. But yes, as a horde, I definitely don't want to be around. Yeah, them. like I oh. like to like. I guess I was thinking like. I don't want to say I don't want to hang out with anybody because, you know, because of their age or whatever. I just, how much am I going to have in common with a 20-something? Well, yeah, and I think that's part of what I mean, too. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't see what's fun about just getting fucking wasted and being stupid. I was watching the trailer. So there's this movie that got released last year, Josephine Langford, and um, Hero Finds Tiffin. He's one of the Finds Brothers kids, I think. His name's Hero. He's very, very pretty. Gross. But he was born in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. Oh, you dirty bird. So, and I'm sorry, was this was this like a year before you graduated from high school? <laughs> yes, fuck off. So you could literally be his mother. <laughs> yes, a teen mom. Very, very could he's, actually. He's, he's a couple years older than my nephew, who yeah. was born in 2000. Oh, so he does beat the cutoff then. He does beat the cutoff. Um, so this is based on a really popular romance novel, um, and the, the premise of the movie, or this synopsis is, a young woman falls for a guy with a dark secret, and the two embark on a rocky relationship. And they have just released Into the Wild, um, it's called, so that one was called After, and now it's After We Collided is the second film. What is this? Is this like stupid teenage romance kind of movie? It is, but here's the thing. Hero finds Tiffin, plays this very sexy, very kind of like dark, like, Uh oh, I'm really damaged and I have a drinking problem, but like we're in love and we can't deny our attraction and blah, blah, blah. So the second one also stars Dylan Sprouse as (laughs) a new love interest. So, and I mean, I don't know what it is about these movies, but I am so interested. So uh, here, here's a, a funny thing. Um, a funny. I, I don't know that it's a funny thing, but okay. So you know I I love Sebastian Stan. Yeah. So I watched one of his movies that came out fairly recently. Um, Endings, beginnings. Mm, I haven't seen it. 
I think it's endings. I don't think it's beginnings, endings. I'm pretty sure it's endings, beginnings. Uh, it has What's-Her-Face, who I don't really like, but was in that TV show where she played a pregnant teenager, and then she was also in the HBO Shalane show. Woodley. Yes. I don't care for her, never have. She was really good in this movie, though. I will say that. And uh, Jamie Doran. The Fifty Shades guy. Exactly. Dor- is uh, Jane- Gray, something gray. Yeah. I so say, endings, beginnings. Yes. So I watched it really just because, yeah, I'm a big fan of Sebastian Stan, and he's fucking hot, and he mm-hmm. looked hot in the movie, and I wanted to watch it. Um, I really liked it, For and sure. the reason why is because he is—he's sort of this like that that typical kind of damaged guy who you know who is which one um sebastian stan is like the guy who he's not really gonna because that's the kind of guy he would be attracted to Mm, yes yeah Yeah, probably but that's not the point the point is is i I think a lot of women are um attracted to the the guy who he's he's so cool and he's a little damaged and he's you know he's like he's he's cool and indifferent and he's not really going to commit but he's just like sexy as that's exactly what what, i'm talking about right so that's really what the movie is about is this woman who she has this one guy who's really interested and he and he's interesting and he's hot and he's wonderful and it seems like relationship material and i'm gonna date him but then there's this other guy i can't get him out of my fucking head and i think in traditional movies and you know the especially the kind of teen romance movies you find that that character that sort of damaged guy he Uh turns out to be just a really great guy and he may not have ever committed to anyone but he'll commit to you and you can change Mm -hmm, him and you can mm -hmm. fix him and that's the trope right yes that's not what happens in this movie oh my and are you gonna give it away spoilers no i'm not gonna tell you tell me tell me tell me tell me no i'm not gonna tell you exactly what happens no tell me but the 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 thing is is that it's it is very realistic in its portrayal of um that desire to have that sort of of intense relationship and then also the reality that that's not a way that you can actually live and there are people out there who might be really cool and fucking hot, mm-hmm. but you can't have a life with them unless they do change. And chances are they're not gonna change because this isn't a fucking romance movie. Wait, wait. I think you can have a relationship with someone who's cool and hot because I'm pretty sure Chris no, I'm talking about is married very. Hotly. I don't. I don't just. <laughs> I'm talking about that like the damaged, damaged kind of guy. Yes, yes. Who doesn't? He may not see himself as being damaged either, or no. maybe he does. Yeah. But like he. He's a player, I guess, is the, that concept. Mm-hmm. He's just kind yeah. of like a player. But I think that that movie did it really well. And it um, it, it was like painfully real. Yeah. The, the journey that these sure. three characters take. And, and the idea of what can happen when you give in to temptation when maybe you really shouldn't. And mm-hmm. what can happen when you create this idea and concept in your mind of like that romantic idealization of, of an individual. Um, which doesn't typically work out well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of some of the reviews I read it seemed like a lot of people didn't really care for it. But I I thought it was one of the better movies that I've seen in quite a long time. That's actually that been did that. Yeah, that's actually been real. That actually kind of hit home. Mm-hmm. Though I have not been in a relationship like that, I still a hundred percent understand the feelings that all three of those people have had. And I don't feel like. Even the Sebastian Stan character who, yeah, he's kind of an asshole, but not really. He's not He's not shown as being a truly bad guy. He's not demonized. Mm-hmm. He just is who he is. And she just can't quite see that mm-hmm. or doesn't want to admit it until she's faced with it and can't deny it. 
Um, and I think that's something that, you know, we romanticize so much in our culture with things like those, well, I mean, like Disney movies as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yep. it, the, the fucking teen genre Everything. The movies Everything. and the TV shows, all of them, especially. It's the books too. Vampire Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Elena and Stefan and fucking Damon. It's been a thing for fucking decades now. I don't know who those people are. Those are the people from the Vampire Diaries, sure. and it's a fucking love triangle. And Stefan is like the the sweet, introspective, but kind of tortured vampire, and Damon is his like rogue older brother who's just kind of like the bad boy but ooh, when he falls in love with elena she yeah and that's and that is yeah. the that's the trope right that yeah, like exactly i know why yes i'm attracted to the bad boy mm-hmm. and it's okay that i'm attracted to the bad boy because i can tame him and mm-hmm. i can have him and it'll all work out fine and in the real fucking world that's not how it works in the real world what you're doing is you're seeing somebody who's a bad boy and you're attracted to him and then in your mind you're making him into someone who he's not and it's not really fair to expect him to be somebody that he's not either, which she does kind of realize right. in this movie too, which I think is great because I think that's the other thing is you tend to, if you have somebody who is bad, we just sort of demonize him and say that he's a bad person mm-hmm. when he's not a bad person because he's he didn't fall in love person, with you. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's the other thing. I'm trying to, <laughs> the bad guy, or not the bad guy, but say the guy who has a, a drug problem or who is has an adrenaline pro- problem. Yeah. Or maybe it's not even that or severe. Or an alcohol and that was, problem. That's what's nice right. about this movie or, too is nobody had a problem problem. Right. They're just, it's their personality. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. He just wanted to kind of have fun. And the other guy was a little bit more adult and serious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's those are the people you see and meet in life. But you're still, are you seeing who they are? Or are you seeing who you want them to be? I guess I knew a guy when I was in high school and college who was very... I, would, I wouldn't say he was a bad boy, but he was a troublemaker. And he there, there was something about it. Like, you just... Like, oh, there yeah. was very sexy about Something very sexy about him. Well, and, I 100% get that. Yeah, attraction. and it was just real, sure. like... Like, not somebody you want to marry, but there's definitely that feeling of, like, I'm going to... I'm going to make this guy. Yeah. Fig- I'm going to figure him out and we're going to settle down. And God, the woman he married, I feel sorry for her. Oh, really? Because he didn't change. And that's the thing. Like, I, I 100% understand that attraction. I 100% understand that attraction. Um, I think the problem I have is when popular culture turns it into something that, you know, w- we all may have that fantasy, but when you take it and morph it into something that makes people believe it could mm-hmm. become a reality, that's when it can become dangerous. Yeah. And that's when you do get you, people you who get, are in unhappy relationships. You lie to yourself and exactly. you end up in a bad spot. So just for some context, the movie you were talking about got 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie that I was talking about, not the new one, but what? the original after, got 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so it's twice as good at least. <laughs> figure out which one might be better i mean even the actors that you said were real actors <laughs> oh shut up dylan's Bross is a real actor <laughs> okay shut you shut your mouth he's a child he's a real he's, he's a, a child he was a child actor yes that's correct and now he's an adult actor well sort of yeah i, mean, I just had I such a that. thing for joseph fines and so like i this never got that like i think he's an attractive up, man like, but i never got yeah. pe- some people were really obsessed with but when him. this kid showed up <laughs> hero hero he's got one of those like it's a european accent but you can't fucking place it who the fuck knows where he's from you probably made it up 
And he has a very deep voice. He's like, is it like the Madonna And accent? a brow that looks like it's always furrowed. And he's just very kind of like serious. And you just know that's probably what he's really like. Yeah, look him up. Look him up. I'm looking at him. And in the movie, they've given him lots of tattoos. Maybe those are his tattoos. I don't know. Really? Yeah. And he's always wearing this leather jacket. He's very, it gives me a little bit of a James Dean vibe. Ugh. You don't think he's cute? He's, he looks like an 18 year old. Probably because he was. Leah. <laughs> Wrong Leah, with me. no. <laughs> Leah, no. Oh, come on. Leah, no. He literally <laughs> is a child. In some of those photos, yes, he's a child. He looks like Hitler Youth with a head shaped like that. It's terrible. This is. If somebody found this on your computer, <laughs> they would no, arrest you on child like pornography child charges. Why is there a shirtless. It shouldn't be on the internet. He put some clothes on that kid. That's from 2017. <laughs> He would have been 20 in that photo. He looks like he's 14. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. You I, need help. I like adult men. Are you sure? Yes. I'm trying to think of like adult actors. Are you trying to think of one adult actor? <laughs> Who, Steve <I'm> Buscemi? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Michael, uh-huh. Michael Keaton in Spotlight. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Your two... Your two loves are this kid who obviously did child porn and Michael Keaton, but only in the movie where he investigates child Child. abuse. (laughs) Okay. Oh, we need to change the subject. So, zombies, good. Zombies, good. Child porn, bad. Correct. Oh, got it. All right. Did you have any other burning questions? No, or was that... that was all. I, I think I got through all of them. Yeah, okay. it was. A, I enjoyed watching it. I don't know why I haven't seen it up until now, but I, I own it now, so I can watch it at any time. And I think this is one of those movies too. You can. There's a lot of fast dialogue and like quick moments, so I yeah. feel like you could watch it and catch different stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was good. I like Edgar Wright. He, I think, is very cute. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give He's you that. It's kind of like a Jack White thing happening. A little bit. I'm in love with Jack White. Well, I mean, at least he's of age. Yeah. Did you see his SNL performance? No. I don't watch that show. Oh. Anymore. Well, just, like, the best part of the first episode, which was, what, two weeks ago, was his performance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that says much, though, considering the caliber that SNL has put out lately. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, he's he's an accountant now, like an analyst, um, but he has... I'm sorry, an an anal rapist? (laughs) An owl rapist. But he has a degree in theater. Oh. Um, well, that's a wonderfully useless degree. <laughs> he said that uh, he thought maybe they were a little rusty, the SNL crew. Yeah. Which is maybe a fair point. I, I heard a critique. One last thing. I heard a critique on the political comedy that's been floating around this season because, you know, politics. And they critiqued this show basically saying they've always kind of tried to ride the line they've made fun of the democrats and they've made fun of the republicans and that's not happening and they anymore. really well no it, they still are doing it but they really don't have there's no message behind it it's mm-hmm. just them parodying these like and there's too much of it and, and when we're living in a world yeah. where a oh, that's that's all you get is politics exactly you, don't, you need a break from it right I, that i i can't let you continue to beat me over the head and look here's the thing like so they they the vice presidential uh, mm-hmm. fuck debate, and they made fun of all of that. And here's the thing: all of those jokes, 
All of those jokes already, already made on Twitter. Yeah, like what? not even just Twitter. I mean, sure, on, on Twitter, but heads. exactly. Yeah. We were all already thinking. It doesn't make any sense to make fun of something. You're not doing anything new and fresh. Yeah. If it's such easy pickings, yep. don't do it. Right. So maybe focus on some other stuff, but maybe that's what they think people expect. I don't know. I feel like they need to get back to the weird stuff. I mean, like, fucking give me Matt Foley type shit. Like, yeah. Give me the oh, tiny hands. Original characters. The other critique, right. Of, I would like some more hands. sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. The, uh, I actually, even, one even of Debbie Kristen, Downer. Kristen Wiig, one of her characters that I love the most is the, the, the target, target lady. lady. I fucking love the I Target really Lady. I the Target and Lady. And there's nothing, like, there's nothing special about it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just a just weird character. Target, yeah. Like, yeah, let's just do some fucking weird characters. They said another place where they've kind of shot themselves in the foot was that they're having these celebrities come on and do the, um, to do the political parodies. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Jim Carrey doing uh, fucking Biden, and they've got... Um, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, they've got all these guys doing it, and they're just like, these guys don't have the comedic... It's not that they aren't funny, but they aren't as talented as some of the other actors they had doing those characters. Oh, yeah, like, they're yeah. no Dana Carvey. Right, exactly. So example. why don't they yeah. use some people from the cast to, to just really dig in and do some fun stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, Improv for Humans did a whole thing this week where it was <laughs> the exorcism at Walter Reed. It was really funny. Um, because it was, it was, I can't even explain it to you, but it was really fucking funny. Um, you can imagine what it was, what it was about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, if, if you think that the idea of Trump lusting after a tampon soaked in his daughter's piss is funny, then you should listen to that. Why is the tampon soaked in her piss? It was like the priest. She put it in the, the wrong place? came with the, the piss soaked tampons to, to try to. <laughs> exercise trump it was really funny i don't understand why you would pee on a tampon <laughs> I, I don't either but it was still funny. okay it was still funny all right okay anything else about sean of the dead no <laughs> Sorry. well okay then much like the zombies i think this podcast <laughs> is and dead. on a piss-soaked tampon we end goodbye and good luck <laughs> Farewell. The movie virgins. Hey people, this is Leah. That was a fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Lindsay and I both hope that you enjoyed well, I hope you enjoyed it. I probably shouldn't speak for Lindsay. Who knows what she would say if she knew we were talking right now. Shh, don't tell her. It's just a secret between you and me. God, honestly, I don't know that she even listens to what we do. Like she's she's just out in the world doing her thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she ever listens. If she does, I guess we'll find out. She discovers the secret that it's you and me together. Anywho's, um, next week, well, I guess I should say, I said it at the end of the last episode. I'm going to say it again. Have a happy and safe Halloween. Um, and next week, after Halloween, we should have for you The Virgin Suicides. It's a, a Sofia Coppola movie, and Lindsay can't stand Sofia Coppola. So, we'll see what happens there. Wherever you're listening, we'd love it if you'd subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, rate us and review us, please, please, please. Or don't. That's fine, too. We are on the Twatter at Movie Virgins Pods. So you can hit us up there. And, um, yeah, like I said, happy and safe Halloween, and we'll see you next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers.